Hey, welcome to the Institute of Biblical Defense. Uh, again, here with Dr. Phil Fernandez. He's a senior pastor at Trinity Bible Fellowship and the president of the Institute of Biblical Defense. So today, what we're going to be talking about is another question. Uh, we left off last week. We were talking about what must I do to be saved. Today, with that in mind, we're going to talk about can a believer, someone who's already professed faith in Christ and has started that process of sanctification to be set apart from the world. Once they've became a believer, can they lose their salvation? Yeah, that's a good question. And there's big debate. It's part of the Calvinist Arminian debate, but there's actually three answers to it. There's actually four answers to it. The uh, Roman Catholic view which we're, we're not Roman Catholics, we're non-denominational Christians, kind of pretty close to the Baptist in some areas, but many areas, I would say. But, but the Roman Catholic view would be that when you get baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you get saved. That's baptismal regeneration. Mm -hmm. So you have to get baptized to get saved. And, but you're not really saved there past tense, even though they're what the, the guy they consider their first pope. Is that considered one of the sacraments? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And um, water baptism, one of the seven Roman Catholic sacraments. Okay. And, um, and so they believe that when you get baptized, you don't really get saved past tense, like Paul would say, for you have been saved. Um, uh, it's not past tense, and you have been born again, like Peter says. Peter's supposed to be their first pope, they think. Yeah. And yet he said you have been born again past tense, and they don't really teach that. So they teach that you, when you get baptized, you're not really saved. You just you're in a state of saving graces. Okay. And and then if you commit venial sins and you don't confess them to a priest and do your own penance now, for it, what's venial sins for our a, believers? Or a, for our a, a venial listeners? sin would just be a sin that is not important enough to make you worthy of hell. Okay. Which is not biblical, but yeah. even the smallest sin makes us worthy of hell. Um, whereas a mortal sin, if you die without confessing a mortal sin to a priest and doing the penance for it, um, or at least a really good act of contrition on your deathbed, if you die with a mortal sin, then you go to hell. And um, and so the, the really in the Roman Catholic thought, no one's really saved unless they die in the state of saving graces. Now, if they have venial sins that they haven't paid the penance for, then they go to purgatory and suffer for that. Well, we believe as, as Protestant Christians, we believe that Jesus died once for all for the sins of mankind, exactly. past, present, and future. And so if a person does trust in Jesus for salvation, he is saved past tense. Done. So now we put aside the Roman Catholic view and there's three views about those who believe that you can be born again, you can be saved, you can receive eternal life, um, and you can know you have eternal life. Uh, the Bible teaches us that in you know, passages like 1 John chapter 5. And, um, um, but the three views there, are, one is that once a person is saved, they can never lose their salvation uh, because God will cause them to persevere in the faith. Another view is that when you trust in Jesus for salvation, you can never lose it because God will preserve you even if you don't persevere in the faith. And then the third view is that 
you can stop believing or you can live a lifestyle of willful and habitual sin and lose your salvation. Now, I believe that the Bible um, does not teach that you can lose your salvation. Agreed. And I, and I believe that uh, virtually all the books in the New Testament are the author never assumes he knows for sure if the person's saved because our, the heart is so deceitful. And so he, he may deal with the Corinthians like Paul does and all. You know, he tells them in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourselves to see whether you're in Christ. Um, and so Paul's open to the possibility. I think preachers like us, when we preach on Sunday, we should be open to the possibility that our listeners, even if we've known them for 20 years, they might not be saved. So the possibility True. of hell is out there. Um, but I don't think that a person, if I see a person who made a profession of faith in Christ when they were 20 years old, and now they're not walking with the Lord, they're not going to church, they're committing all kinds of horrible sins, they don't profess faith in Christ, I take that as a pretty good evidence that this person probably never really was saved. Going through the motions. Yeah, go, and um, some Christians would say, no, they're saved, um, and um, and so they'd be open to the possibility of a person being saved who could become, you know, a murderer or something like that, and, uh, and the person uh, uh, really was saved, and they're going to be shocked to find out they're going to heaven— um, I, th I think if a person is genuinely saved, we can have bad days. King David, you yeah. know, he, he had a bad nine months. He committed adultery and murder and then took about nine months to uh, confess that sin and acknowledge that sin and repent. Peter had a bad night, denied Jesus three times. But I think that God preserves us by causing us to persevere. And there's two ways that God can cause us to persevere. Well, I think really quick, I think they'd have to re redefine the word eternal mm -hmm. or everlasting or forever life. I, I mean, the person, the individual or a group, whatever, that think they can lose their salvation, they have to, I think the burden's on them to prove that they would have to redefine what eternal life yeah, is. Yeah, that's to be John 10, 28. I, I give them eternal life. Exactly. They shall never perish. No one shall snatch them out of my hand. And so Jesus is saying, they shall never perish. He gives them eternal life. So if you trust in Jesus, you have eternal life now. If you lost it tomorrow, it wouldn't be eternal. True. It would have only been temporary life. I could have a rock today and lose it tomorrow. I can't have eternal life today and then lose it tomorrow. Now, some people will say, well, Adam and Eve lost eternal life. Where does the Bible ever say they had eternal life? Yeah. It said they had life. They had spiritual life, but it was conditional. And uh but now believers, we can not only have eternal life, we can know that we have eternal life. First John chapter 5 talks about that. And it's the same with blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. A person is guilty of an eternal sin and they shall never be forgiven. Well, everybody agrees if it's an eternal sin and shall never be forgiven, these are people that cannot be saved. Um, and I think that's because of a final heart denial of Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They, they reject the Holy Spirit's witness of Christ. But salvation is the exact opposite of that. We have True. eternal life, and we shall never perish. And um, and so uh, I believe that God preserves us and keeps us saved by causing us to persevere. But there's two ways he could cause us to persevere. One is with our cooperation so that we grow in the Lord. We're not perfect until Jesus returns, 
but we do grow in the Lord and our life is, is characterized by general obedience to the Lord. The other way is that if we don't cooperate, if we are a true believer and we don't cooperate, then God's going to take us home early. Like he did with yes. the Corinthians who were receiving the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner. They weren't examining their consciences. In 1 Corinthians 11, verse 32, he says, But when we are judged, we are disciplined by the Lord in order that we may not be condemned along with the world. So God will take a believer home early. Every once in a while, I think, you know, I wonder, I don't even, I'm not too sure this guy's even saved. And then the guy dies prematurely. I'm like, okay, maybe he was saved. And God said, hey, you're not bearing fruit for me. I'm going to take you home. You're bearing fruit now for the other side. But I believe every true believer will persevere in the faith, either by God taking him home early or by uh, refraining from willful, habitual sin. We're not perfect. And, uh, and that's the view I hold to. I don't believe that a person can can actually lose their salvation. You can't lose eternal life. No. Now, what we should, though, you know, when we do sin, it's built into us. We don't feel like we're saved. So King David had to cry yeah. out to God, uh, return to me the joy of my salvation. He lost the joy of his salvation. And when he said, take not thy Holy Spirit from me, what he's talking about there is the anointing. God God took the anointing away from the tribe of Benjamin and King Saul when he sinned. So David's saying, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. I want my descendant to someday sit upon the throne of David and be the Jewish Messiah. So that's a whole different factor. That's not a salvific, a salvation issue uh, there. But I believe everyone who is truly saved um, will will receives eternal life and will go to heaven. But we need to, you know, we need to not play games with God. We need to make our election sure, as Peter would say, yeah. by walking with the Lord. And so it is not a license to sin. At the same time, we can't in our own strength keep what we didn't earn in the first place. Yep, We're true. saved by God's grace alone, through faith alone, and Jesus alone. We're going to grow in the Lord by God's grace alone, through Jesus alone, and um, and we're going to be kept by by Jesus alone, by the power of God. No one can snatch us out of His hand. And and I two things I was going to say is one is what you mentioned uh, just a second ago is there's times where as a, as a believer there's times where like well I don't really feel like I'm saved mm -hmm. and I I can vouch for that. I, I have felt that way. I mean, recently I, I have felt that way as I, because you let the world go through, like my wife and I, we were talking about the other day, uh, went through like some of this depression during this, uh, during this pandemic that, uh, I mean, it got really depressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, you ran through this little, this episode of depression and it, it was hard. It was, and then, what happens and you're online all the time and you're not having a lot of this, uh, in-person contact. Uh, and then we just started to question, you're questioning your faith and stuff and you felt that. So I, I've actually went through that before. And then we have, we have people that are in our, uh, good godly men that are in our church that think that you can lose your salvation. Mm -hmm. But there's a principle that you taught me long time ago where, you had said, and I, I, this is probably 10 years ago, you, you told me this, that if 95% of the Bible says A, and then you have maybe 5% that says B, go with the 95% of what the Bible says about a certain topic or whatever, 
and study that 5% mm -hmm. and figure out what that 5% actually means. Yeah. Yep. So I've, I've taken that and I mean, we disagree on some of our views yep. and, and stuff like that. And, and that's, I've always had that for the la over 10 years now yep. in the back of my mind. Yep. If I feel like 95% of the Bible says this, then I go with that and I'm like, okay, well then I need to explain or not yep. explain, but study that other 5%. You better understand that. Yeah. It's, it's a clear hermeneutical principle of principle of the science of biblical interpretation that we should interpret the isolated, unclear passages through the clear, more numerous passages. Yes. And, um, and because often we look at a passage, we take it out of context, and we think it means one thing. And then when we test it with the rest of scriptures, we realize, oh, my interpretation is not correct. I need to study that passage closer. Yep. And, and we're fallible. We're finite. So we're going to find us. There's going to be lots of passages yeah. I've been preaching for 35 years and there's lots of passages I still can't figure out. And oh, I'll true. let my people know, here's the, here's the four different views on this passage. Who knows which one is right. So no, that's true. So we got about a minute left and uh, obviously we we're addressing the question, can a believer uh, lose their salvation? So what would you say like in about a minute, what would you say to an individual? How would you explain? Cause it's not a salvational issue, yeah. whether you can lose your salvation or not. But my fear with that, and like I said, I only got like a minute is if this individual or whatever individuals are in a, uh, a position of teaching and, and trust, how would you address that? If this individual believes that they can lose their salvation and if they're in a role of teaching others. Yeah. Well, you, you know, and this is one of those areas where good godly Christians disagree. So I'm not saying that if someone uh, teaches you to lose your salvation, they shouldn't be, shouldn't be teaching and things Amen. of that sort. Uh, at the same time, I would, you know, either, you know, if I'm confident I'm going to heaven, if I have assurance of my salvation, is it because, uh, do I say it's because I'm clinging to Jesus so tightly? Mm. Or is it because Jesus is clinging to me yeah. so tightly? And I don't want to put confidence in my faith. I want to put my faith directly in Jesus. Yep. And so we can say with King David, surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But that's because the Lord is our shepherd. It's not because we're these really great obedient sheep. Amen. And so I would just I would just say just just put your trust in Jesus not only to save you but to bring you home. You're going to be saved by grace. You're going to be sanctified by grace. You're going to be glorified by grace. Amen. Well, that's all the time we've got today. So hopefully you join us again next week, and where we will pick up. Uh, Mainly, is, is Jesus the only way to be saved? Uh, we live in a world right now where universalism is uh, running rampant. So anyways, uh, God bless. And again, uh, sermonaudio.com forward slash IBD. God bless.